0: This is Happiness Solved with America's happiness coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. So you may have noticed the music is a little bit different. I thought I would change things up a little bit. So before I introduce today's guest, I want to talk a little bit about gratitude. So here we are we're approaching the holidays. 2021 is coming to an end. Maybe that's a good thing for some people. I'm always one that, you know, gets excited for a new year. So gratitude is the quickest way to shift your thoughts from maybe negative or or stressful into a positive state. There's always other people that have worse off circumstances than you do. So it, it's while it's easy during the holidays because you know, we we want everything to be special for your family. We want to get the perfect gift for people and things like that. And and you know, this year things may be a little bit different. As we all know, the, the logistically things are not getting to places the way that we're used to. We're not getting that instant gratification many times. So I just challenge everyone during this holiday season, throughout the day, as often as you need to, just take a few minutes and focus on everything that you have to be grateful for, because it really does shift your mood, your your energy levels, your thoughts, because you have a choice. You You have a choice as to whether or not it's going to be a merry season or if it's going to be a stressful season. I know for me personally, I choose to have a merry season and not let the stress get to me. So, Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Today's guest is Morgana Ray. She is the international number one best-selling author of Financial Alchemy, 12 Months of Magic and Manifestation. She is a sought after teacher, speaker, and pioneer in personal development. She is widely regarded to be the world's leading relationship with money coach. She is going to share with us her six steps where you can learn to overcome all sorts of relationship issues that we have with money. And uh, she just offers such a great story and information, and you really don't want to miss this episode. Hello, Morgana. How are you?
1: Oh, it's so nice to see you. I'm doing great. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for joining me today. It truly
0: is an honor. Thank you. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah. So everybody has a story right? That yeah. brought them to where they are today. So tell me about yours because you're, you're kind of the bomb. I was looking at your website. <laughs> so tell me your backstory and, and what brought you to where you are today.
1: Oh my goodness. And I love that you say everybody has a story because I've been a life and business coach for more than 27 years now. And there's a lot of victim shaming in my industry. Very, very well intentioned. But, you know, there's so much fear around, ooh, you know, have to be high vibration, have to only have positive thoughts. And honestly, I think it is our really dark, challenging moments that humanize us, that give us the humility to be able to care and respect and understand the experiences of other people. It's, it's what really brings us together. So I think there's a sacredness to our dark and hard and even you know moments of, of shame and defeat. There's actually a real sacred power to it that we are missing out on when we keep trying to like shove it down and pretend it doesn't exist. Thank you. So, <laughs> you're welcome. So as that relates to my story, I'm in this incredibly odd position of being regarded to be the world's leading relationship with money coach. Right. And I never set out to really have much to do with anything to do with money. I got my degree in world religion, for goodness sake. So, and I became a life coach almost 30 years ago just because I like to help people and I'm fascinated by our human experience and I wasn't able to make money and it was kind of ridiculous because I had my Ivy League education. I had half a dozen coaching certifications. I had a whole roster of movie star clients, mountains of testimonials. I am a whiz at marketing. I love it. That's I'm really good at that. I write marketing copy in my sleep for clients. It's just like easy for me. And I was living in Los Angeles, barely making $100 a month, which is, yeah, beat that, beat that. (laughs) Over (laughs) a cheaper in Failures Unite, you know? So, um, and i was taking class after class thinking this will solve the problem if i get another certification i'm a masters practitioner not only a masters practitioner in neurolinguistic programming i'm a master trainer in neurolinguistic programming and a relationship <laughs> coach and i just kept piling on qualifications and skill sets and then i would take more classes in marketing classes in sales and I'm making a hundred dollars a month. People wanted to hire me, but they were no match for my superpowers of money repulsion. Mm. And I, in my, you know, uh, addicts and alcoholics talk about hitting bottom. So, like my my professional bottom was I had taken this class on overcoming a sales objections, where they teach you all these like manipulative scripts for how to overcome people saying I can't afford it or I don't have time and I'm a good student so I followed those scripts and seven people in a row said they would hire me anyway and seven people in a row didn't show up (laughs) and didn't and paid me zero and that was like the final straw that was like the last bit of hope promise you just you know have a newsletter. I've had a newsletter since November 2002 and ago. Um do this, do that and you know, you can do everything right in the world that you desire and deserve. Yes, you are um, because the you know, I love our conscious minds. I think yes, I, th- I think people are are so smart and I love that. We're problem solvers and the majority. Of our beliefs, attitudes, actions, and results, and when I say majority, I'm talking like ninety-five to ninety-nine percent are going to come from below the surface, right? The stuff that we're not aware of that we have filed away for, you know, our whole life, and so that's what I was doing was I was like being the good girl, <laughs> student, coach, professional. And what I didn't know was that I was doing everything in my power unconsciously to protect myself from money. And I'm not the only one because I've coached thousands of people. And it consciously, it doesn't really make sense. Why would we protect ourselves from money? We want money. It buys us stuff. You, you know, it protects us to a degree. And that is where my work comes in and it came about sort of accidentally luckily
0: because you went through it yourself
1: cuz i went through it myself and then i had to reverse engineer my experience so that i could translate it to serve others
0: nice so is there one common theme that people have that you know that you find your clients all have is there a common theme or, or is it or is it like anything we're You know, it depends on your upbringing or your circumstances or your experiences.
1: I I think that's a great, great question. Everybody has different stories, different circumstances. I've coached clients on public assistance, on the verge of homelessness, in really dire situations. I have coached billionaires and the extremes are not all that different. People are people are people. So is
0: this a billionaire that inherited the money?
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) I feel like if a billionaire, right, if a billionaire becomes a billionaire, like... No, he grew up in poverty. And by the way, I've had a couple of them. And they grew up in poverty and they built their wealth. Right. And that brings up, uh, in one instance, fears of losing it. fears of your kids not living up to your achievement and blowing it and not being prepared for life. There is, and you don't have to be a billionaire to get this. This can, this can kick in, you know, really early on uh, where you cease to be a human being and you become the bank. You become the family bank, the bank to your friends, the bank to loved ones. You aren't loved for yourself. You're loved for the money. That's sense. big pain. And by the way, that's a big motivation to get unconscious motivation to get rid of money. And it's also an unconscious motivation to not make money. And, and the reason I'm stressing the unconscious part of it is because it's not your fault, right? but it is your responsibility. And responsibility is awesome because it means that you are able to fix it. Yeah. But you can't fix it if you don't know about it. So common themes, uh, in my experience, money is actually never the root of the problem. Like I know a lot of coaches love to say, "Change your money story, change your life." If that works for you, do it. Always, always, always do it. works for you. Didn't work for me. It's and I've never found the root of the problem in a client's money story. Money stories are very dramatic. They get our attention. But money itself is just, it's, it's sort of meaningless that it made, we entered. It's a fabric of our collective, or it's, it's just a figment of our collective imagination. But what money represents is really, really big and really important. And it represents love, and it represents worth, and it represents safety. And, you know, taken to an extreme, it represents our very right to exist. And so money wakes us up in the middle of the night because of these feelings of I'm not loved. I'm worth nothing in the world. Nobody wants me. I'm not safe. And and by the way, you can have those feelings even when you have hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. Sure. Okay. And when you have nothing. And so the, I'd say the deepest common theme that is really human existence, our relationship with money is a mirror of our relationship with life. That's why I'm on your podcast because it's really, I mean, it's really about life. Right. Is not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough for this circumstance. I'm not enough to be loved. I'm not valuable enough as, as I am. I don't have enough to be safe. I'm not enough to meet these circumstances. It's that not there's I'm not good enough. Whatever whatever flavor of not enough and I think that's the that is the deepest vulnerability of human experience and it will show up everywhere. It'll show up in money, it'll show up in your relationships, it'll show up in health and anything you can think of. I like to focus on money. Only because money touches all of it. It's like the perfect mirror to our our relationship with life because money touches every area of life. So it's a really elegant pain door because when you shift this, you're shifting everything because it's it's holographic. You know, it's it is. Money issues are love issues, and worth issues, and safety issues, and what isn't. So. Uh, it is a happy coincidence that when I do my work with clients, they make a lot of money because that's good for my integrity and it's good for my marketing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really interested in what makes human beings happy. Nice. I love it. I love it. So so tell me about
0: um, what are some of the, the ways that you help people to
1: come to this understanding? Clients come to me primarily through the pain door of money. There's some anxiety about not having enough or not making as much as they should be or it being way too hard or it's getting in the way of love and relationships or they're afraid they're going to lose it. You know, some people are great at making money and even better at getting rid of it. And so we all start at the same place, which is what is wrong? And this is kind of where I go in a different direction from a lot of my law of attraction friend coaches, where I think the real power is in the polarity. So it's almost like a slingshot. I call it alchemy, which is the transmutation of lead into gold. So we start with the lead. And the more lead there is, the more tension, the more leverage the more energy there is to create a really dramatic change that sticks. But when you're just sort of in this like stuck in park, like with a car, you know, with my positive thinking, pushing down all of the stuff that wants to change, you're just not going to move. There's no magic in neutrality. So the first step is not only to Identify what isn't working, but really, really magnify it. So I, I call it, this is my first step, is uncovering the root cause of the problem. So it's it's your hidden block. Why are you protecting yourself from money? And we can start with negative experiences and beliefs around money, but I've never actually found the root cause in money itself. It's always the stuff that's behind it. So Anything that you can think of right now that has ever made you feel unloved, not good enough, or unsafe becomes really, really valuable here. Accidents, eating disorders, rejections, failures, especially stuff that doesn't look like it has to do with money is going to give you the biggest bang for your buck and, and the Pun is 100% intended. Um, (laughs) um, And you want, it's almost like you're building a court case against your own existence. You want to get to that, I don't want to be here experience. You don't want to go so far that you dissociate or that you're unsafe, but you want to go really deep. Because we don't want a small change. We want a really motivated transformation. So this is, there are six steps. You don't have to stay in the up. The payoff is worth it. But we want to create a lot of energy and a lot of momentum for change. So the first step is uncovering the root cause. And there's a huge temptation. And by the way, I'm just trying to dump in like 20 years of what I've learned coaching thousands of people right. really, really quickly. Uh, there's a very strong, wonderful human tendency to minimize. Mm. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Other people have had it worse. Blah, 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 blah. That is your enemy right now. Mm. Like right now, you want to magnify and blow up the bad stuff. You just because it is, it's like your rocket fuel for transformation. And when you hit enough, By the way, extra points if you cry, not necessary, but, you know, extra credit for the good students, uh, totally not necessary. But when you feel like, oh, I've had an, oh, this is awful, make it stop. That's when we jump to step two. And this is where things get really weird. What changed for me when I was in my super black, get me off planet Earth, I give up moment was I had a call with my coach. Yeah, I'm making a hundred dollars a month in one of the most expensive cities in the world that would not even come close to covering health insurance or car insurance or or my rent or any of it. So I was like living on credit cards and borrowing and and being a life coach, a really good one, who was like, you know, turning people who are not known into TV stars and movie stars and and you know and and there's such a deep shame in telling people that you can help them with their lives, knowing that is true, having evidence that is true, and also knowing that you can't even support yourself is just such an awful place to be. So I know the shame of being a professional who can help other people with their lives, who has, and I'm not making a living. And that's, that's a big inner conflict, huge shame. Uh, and I just was – I was just out of hope. I was doing everything I was told to do, and I just – I know that conflict. And by the way, I'm sharing that for anybody who's listening who's in that place. And honestly, I hope I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm very competitive. I'm hoping I'm, you know, that I can – Hold on to my crown, as I was the biggest loser. Um, <laughs> punchline is I've made millions of dollars after this change, but we'll get to that later. And it's not about millions; that wasn't even my goal. It was just like, wow, that I—that's interesting. So, I'm in this super dark place, and I had a meeting with my coach, and he asked me this weird question that changed my life. He said, Morgana, if your money was a person, who would your money be? And instantly I saw in my mind's eye this big, scary, dirty, violent biker who caused fights and terrified me and was dangerous. And there was everything in me, in my body was like, I need to keep distance from him. And that is the first time in my life that my relationship with money, that my, fi- my financial situation made sense. Because I didn't know that I felt that way about money until I made it a person. It made my unconscious visible. And it was only because I was already in such a dark place that it was able to jump to that person so easily and he was so real and I knew that if that was money well not only did it make sense that it wasn't in my life but there was no possibility that I would ever let it into my life and that relationship could not continue so after step one after you have uncovered all this ick imagine that there is somebody horrible and malicious who is directing all that malice at you specifically, who is responsible for everything you dug up in step one. This is imagination. Right. But it's really, really useful because this is the language of your subconscious and that's what we need to shift so that your subconscious and your conscious mind can be on the same team and go in the same direction. You want it. So when you make the monster a person, make it personal, it becomes real. It's no longer a bunch of abstract thoughts and theories. It's like, whoa, because we human beings have experiences with human beings. So it's not going to be your parents and it's not going to be you because you need to get rid of it. Right. And what I found most effective through coaching thousands of people is the bloodier, the better. What, <laughs> Which is ironic because, like, I attract the most spiritual, peace loving vegan crowd. Right. <laughs> but there is like a sacred warrior energy to going, No, you do not get to exist in my life experience. You know, it's like Archangel Michael or the goddess Durga. But that, 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 you know, that if I, and if I'm speaking to women, like the, that ferocious mom energy, but there's also like that, that for the guys, the, the knight of the round table, you know, fighting for, for what, for the world you want to create. So there is a real powerful energy to slaying the money monster and making sure that there's, there are no bloody bits left to reconstitute into some sort of Money monster zombies. So step number two is giving personhood to the root cause, the money monster. Make it as big and bad and powerful and repulsive as you possibly can. Because you're building up energy for change. And you want to be totally motivated to destroy it, no matter how easy or hard it is. Some for some people it's easy, for some people it's really hard. And maybe you need to go through a few monsters all in one sitting to get to the real core monster to make sure it's gone. But the payoff is what's worth it is because when it's gone, you create this this emptiness that you've never experienced before. Hmm. And it is the perfect condition for change because now you get to invite in the opposite of the monster and all that's left when the monster is gone all of your hurt, all of your despair, all of all of the injustice of of your life and maybe the world at large, and all of it, you've said, no, no, I do not accept you. I reject you. Be gone. And it's gone. All that exists is love. Nice. So we then invite a new person in. And this person is the personification of love. It's like... The God or goddess of love who loves you. And we are going to call it your new relationship with money because money is that area of life that needs our love and our healing. Yeah. To love and heal the world. So this is like the the antidote to this idea that the love of money is the root of all evil, which, by the way, in the original Aramaic, I'm going to geek the heck out right now. <laughs> in the original Aramaic, that's not what it said. It said, the worship of money will cause you problems. And I will say, yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> argument there. Worship is not love. It's it's And it was in the context of You know, take care of your slaves. Well, first of all, let's not have slaves, okay? You know, just, and I'm not talking about anything that harms others. So when I talk about love, I'm talking about what love really is and what love really feels like. And love is expansive, love is generous, love is like our most noble best kind happy selves yeah so it's 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 not exploitation it's not greed it's not avarice that's all scarcity that is monster that is the opposite that doesn't belong here so what we feel now is we feel loved by this new version of money and air quotes money life love fill in the blank That loves us, chooses us, partners with us is a person who looks at you with the eyes of a lover and sees your beauty and sees your worth and sees your value and chooses you. And you can, it gives you a way to see yourself in a way that very often you don't because we have all of our neuroses and hurts and, and shoulds and all that nonsense. Your money, honey, sees your best self and is in love with you.
0: Wow. That's incredible. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And what becomes really useful, because I had my own experience of that. I got rid of the monster and it was like, okay, the biker's gone and I live in LA and I need a relationship with money. Who could I want so much that I be willing to have a relationship with this person, even if it's money, not because, but it, so it had to be somebody so worthy of love and trust that it would be okay. And I just spontaneously saw this tall, dark, handsome, romantic, young man, clean cut, safe, trustworthy, devoted, handsome, in love with me, wanting to woo me. And it felt very weird because who thinks about money that way. Well, now I do, but at the time <laughs> it was really weird. And something really interesting about when you make it a person and a lover is you have a lot of power. You can break your money, honey,'s heart. I had been breaking my money, honey,'s heart for decades by treating him like a monster and rejecting him. So we don't make your money, honey, Oprah. Or God, because they're way up here and we're, you know, here on human level. So we want want an equal. Yeah, the money, honey, is perfect because it, you know, is all love, all goodness. But you can reject him or her, break their heart, push them away. You are the gatekeeper because you have the body. And you want it to be somebody you want to be with. So when you have that, that's step four. Then we get to jump to step five, which is now you have somebody you can talk with, Mm. you can speak with. So I, when I was aware of like, wow, I've been hurting this guy's feelings for so long and I wanted to be with me. And even most important, he wants to be with me. I asked him, what do you need from me so you can stay with me? Mm. That's a very different question than what do you need from me so you can love me? And I, and I bring that up because a lot of people mishear me when I say the question. Okay. So the love is there. That is by definition. That is like the number one rule of a money honey is he or she or they, pick your pronoun, love you. Right. Want to be with you. That's a given. You don't have to earn that. That is there. But you have the power to push them away or let them in. So I think that's a great question to start with. The first answer I got was I need you to love me and I need you to stop treating me like a monster. And I got the deep, deep hurt and vulnerability in that question. So we negotiated an action plan. And by the way, this is concrete, measurable action. If you want real physical world results, to take real physical action, it lets you know it tells you it's real. You know, it brings the the abstract and the ether into physical form. Action is magical itself. So I made a deal with my money honey that next time he brought me a gift, I would say thank you. Gifts from him tended to look like people who wanted to hire me. So like many healers, I had a lot of weirdness about charging And because I didn't want to hurt people, I like to help, you know, that's fun. That's (laughs) light. That's, you know, that's where I play. And, and I had this feeling like if I charged and I, then, then I would hurt somebody and, or they wouldn't like me and all that kind of stuff, which was really getting in the way of me helping people. So I made a deal with my money, honey, and it wasn't about me at all. It was about being nice to him, that when somebody, wanted to hire me and they asked me the most terrifying question in the human language, which is how much do you charge? I would simply tell them, (laughs) you know, like, whoa, what a concept with the energy of like, isn't he lovely with the energy of thank you.
0: Right.
1: Instead of the energy of, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have Uh. to charge
0: you this much money or whatever. Yeah. Right.
1: So I tried it out. And and how I tried it out is four people, within 24 hours, four people out of the blue reached out to me, inquiring, wanting to hire me, wanting to hire me. Nice. And because I was charging so much less than I should have been charging, I actually doubled my fee, which let me tell you was was still way too low. But was terrifying for me so four people hired me at double what I would ever charged before within 24 hours after changing my relationship with money and that was just the beginning because they kept coming and so I started groups and I started waiting lists and periodically because we're talking years I The number that was so expansive and kind of scary but felt right would stop feeling right. And I would feel this like sinking in my chest of self-betrayal. And that was when I knew, oh, I need to raise my rates. Hmm. And it just kept going. And, and that's so, and so I, I think I, as a throwaway earlier, said that I have made millions of dollars. And I only say that because it amazes me you know, it just kind of shocks me. Well, it is it's amazing. never been about it, that.
0: Yeah. But it's amazing. And, and I love that you share that because you're demonstrating that when you change your relationship with money, you know, money's going to come to you in a much flow, more, in a flowing way, which is what we want.
1: Well, you're going to stop pushing it away. Right. You're going to stop rejecting it and stop protecting yourself from it. And And my client results have been way, way, way more dramatic. I've been thinking a lot about um, Gabriella recently because she's been in the news a lot. And she came to me when she was 23. Usually I coach women who are, you know, in their 30s and 40s and 50s. But every now and then I get somebody in their 20s who's like, whoa, okay, okay, I'll work with you. And she was, she grew up in poverty in Peru and she was living in New York City not only having to pay for herself but send money to her parents at home and she had graduated from nyu because she's just so committed and unstoppable that even you know she she got financial aid and scholarships to go to nyu but she was still six figures in debt when she got graduated from nyu with i think a degree in communications and stuff like that and she was getting nowhere getting in, in breaking into the field that she wanted. She had a bunch of just total soul crushing, hideous dead end jobs. And that's when she hired me. And, you know, we did the inner work. I'm really good at like the marketing stuff and where she wanted to go to, into, you know, overlapped with entertainment because she, you know, was studying journalism and news and all that kind of stuff. But It was really the inner work doing the one-on-one coaching and then uh, my Money Goddess retreat in that year. It was in Bali. And what was so interesting is when she got back from the Money Goddess retreat was when all these applications that she'd been sending out month after month after month, suddenly people, when she put Bali on her resume, suddenly she was getting interviews because people wanted to hear about Bali right? <laughs> and then she started getting hired and making loads of money, which created a new problem, what to do with the money. So she learned how to invest. And now, and by the by the way, we worked together in 2013. So that's, I think, eight years ago. So, and worked together for about a year. Now, she still a young woman, not as young, but still young. Now she is on the Forbes Finance Council being on expert panels all the time, using the headshot that we took of her in Bali and because she looks exactly the same and she is the CEO of Latino Wall Street. Wow. Because she said to me, nobody that looks like her or is talking to people who look like her, how teaching people who look like her, how to invest and Latin America is huge mm-hmm. and has been ignored forever until her. Wow. So not only is she ridiculously successful and has a billboard in Times Square, this girl who grew up in poverty in Peru has a billboard in time, actually two billboards in Times Square, is on TV all the time on the Forbes Finance Council, but she just and she's living now on a beach in Puerto Rico, happily married because money issues are also love issues, and we worked on that too. But she just got married for the second time to the same guy oh. last weekend. <laughs> nice. And you know my story. I'm I'm getting married a hundred times in a hundred countries to my husband. Oh, that's so I, cool. I, I slayed my love monster, and and he showed up two months later. This, nice, my husband. So, and she's just one. I mean, you know, there's Perry and there's Leslie and there's Tanya and there's just like dozens and dozens of, of really dramatic transformational stories. Cause I'm, I'm a drama queen, but I put the drama into like clients.
0: Love it. Well, I love the work that you do. And just real briefly, tell me about your goddess, money goddess retreat.
1: Oh, it's my favorite thing to do in the world. Uh, Women leaders, and we show up in all sorts of forms, you know, just we don't look alike at all. My last retreat, I had a vegan restaurateur from Italy and a humane, holistic, uh, sustainable earth cattle rancher from Idaho on the same (laughs) retreat, and they are friends. My cattle rancher is also a former veterinarian who names all of our animals, right? Wow. So And and a data analyst who talks to, you know, ghosts and, and dead people from Australia. So we get people from everywhere, from Haiti, from Kazakhstan, from Thailand. And, and I have these little itty-bitty tiny groups of four to eight women so that I can coach everybody individually as much as they want. Through the money monster, that's my core promise is your money monster will be gone and you'll have a money honey and you'll know it and it'll be unlike anything you've experienced before. And that's where we begin. So it's this one week destination retreat because I find when we take people out of our homes and our home cultures... It's really easy to see like a meta view of our lives when we are away from the familiar. It's a great pattern interrupt. So, I do one of these a year and I've been doing them in Bali for 10 years. And Bali is closed this year because of the pandemic. And I took, there would be ways around it, but I really, really respect Indonesia's desire to keep, you know, protect its people. And it's like, we'll go next year. So this year, I'm, I'm holding my goddess retreat in September in San Miguel de Allende, Mexico, which is another place I'm sort of addicted to. I've been to seven times, and I've had the fantasy of leading my retreat there every since my first trip. It's it's uh, I think they call it a Puebla Magica, a, a, a magical city. It's like a mm. medieval cobblestone, colorful town. Neat. And the reason I do it, Besides, it's fun for me, right? But when you're a woman leader, it's very, very common to feel isolated. My women often talk about feeling like space aliens. Their family doesn't understand what they do or doesn't see what they see. Their peers don't see what they see. Guys are threatened by women in power. Women. May also feel threatened by a woman who is achieving things that they aren't. And it can feel very painful and isolated. So, and they've never made, and for some of them, they've never had a safe community of women who are not competing with them, who are like, champions for them because we're all going through this really intense experience. We are living through each other's money monsters and money honeys over and over and over again. And themes come up. You, you mentioned themes at the beginning. My favorite thing about doing this is every year and I never know what it's going to be, but there's going to be some common theme from people whose lives and backgrounds couldn't be more different, but there's like, Oh, I've experienced that too. And that's the thing that comes up for that year that it, that unites all of them, and then they stay friends. Oh, that's A wonderful. A decade later, they're still friends. And there's like this network of money goddess space alien women leaders who are there for each other for life.
0: I love it. Wow. Well, this has been such an enlightening conversation for sure, and I cannot wait to read your book because I know... I'm one of those that's really good at giving money away.
1: (laughs) Can I, I know we're way over time, can I say something about that? Sure. Sure. About a year after I had my change in my relationship with money and suddenly I'm getting clients and making money, it started to go away. And i had to and i really resisted this but i finally had to like break down and have a fight with my money honey and say what the heck is going on and he pointed out to me that in three instances i had kept coaching clients who weren't paying me and when i was doing that i was telling him that he didn't matter that people who didn't i was Basically, it was like I was cheating on my boyfriend with people who didn't value me. Wow. and and, he, and and I was like, whoa, oh my God, you're right. I, I felt like such a heel because I thought I was like, holy cow, you're totally right. I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry. How do I make amends? I've been a creep. Yikes. What do I do now? And he said, you need to have a conversation with them and tell them they need to pay you, which... Honestly, if I enjoyed conversations like that, I wouldn't have been having this conversation with my money honey. And I had that conversation. It was really uncomfortable. And I got paid part of what I was owed by just one of them. And the others were just dishonorable people. They were getting the results and still not paying me. And so I let them go. But here's the thing is... I did that uncomfortable thing, and the money showed up from other sources. New ideal clients showed up, and I quadrupled my income. Wow! Not from where I expected, but just by that act of being a loving relationship partner, that my business deserves love, the work, the transformation, my and, and money deserves my love and respect. Respect. I need to act with integrity and be trustworthy myself by following through on on the agreement that I have with my clients, including this is my fee and this is what you agreed to. If it's not a good relationship, because I know some clients put the getting paid over the delivery of value. If if, If you can't help somebody, don't take them because it's just not worth it exactly but you know it's it's sort of like dating hold hold out for like and it's easy for me to say now i know that some people are in really dire scary experiences use that use that to create and slay your monster when you replace the monster with your money honey and you can look at the same overwhelming, terrifying circumstances from this place of your money, honey's peace and seeing what needs to be done and that feeling of your own worth and your own power and your own resourcefulness, things change before things change. Like the world changes and you know it even before the circumstances change. That's awesome. I'm sorry. I just went on another tangent. It's
0: all right. I love it. I love everything that you have said today. And is there anything else that you want to share with the audience? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you one more shot.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. This will probably be the shortest. Please go to MorganaRay.com. You know, just if you have more questions or need more help, I have a load of resources. Start with my Money Love Quiz to just see where you are and based on your scores, what your next steps should be. Uh, my blog is full of, of answers to questions I've collected over the years. My, my best-selling book is designed as a place to start. My, my client, Pamela, had her first quarter of a million dollar sales month using my book before she hired me. That's a very, that's a very big number. That's, you know, that's just because she was selling big stuff, but she'd never had anything approaching that before. So, you know, I want to serve everybody at the level where they can be served. Of course, you can look into going to my goddess retreat and we'll have a conversation or coaching privately. But I, you know, start with the free stuff first. And um, you're going to have a relationship with money for the rest of your life. So you just want to have a really good one.
0: Yes, exactly. Morgana, it was just such a privilege and honor to speak with you today. Thank you so much. You gave so much valuable insight to the listeners and uh, just wish you continued success. Thank you. Thank you. that was such an amazing interview with Morgana Ray and I am just in awe of her and what she does. And I cannot wait to work on my relationship with money because I think a lot of us have that, right? So you can find out more about Morgana Morgana Ray at her website, which is morganaray.com. So as always, thank you so much for joining me today And you can learn more about me at my website, which is sandyscarlotta.com. My book, Happiness Solved, Climbing 100 Steps, can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And I really hope that you and your family are safe and healthy and that your life is filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.